It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic along with Andrew Allison on this 25th day of May, and it's a important day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone, as this is a day that we take the time to honor those who gave their lives so we can be free. So we are enjoying today's day. Hopefully, uh, you were able to go out, enjoy the sunlight. 89 degrees, sunny outside, at least here in Athens, Ohio. And I know you, Andrew, have been out on the boat uh, enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I thought it was going to be rainy today, but it turns out just to be a perfect day. Got out on Buckeye Lake, nice day, got in the water a little bit. Yeah, the only thing that we weren't able to do was watch baseball, and that's the first time since 1880. Again, this is the first Memorial Day that we have not been able to enjoy a baseball game, a Major League Baseball game, since 1880. Uh, it has to be the longest streak of any professional sport dating back to a day, and that streak, of course, is broken uh, because of the times that we are living in right now. But, you know, for the time being, everybody's staying safe, everybody's staying healthy. you got to put the health and safety of others above your own, uh, just like uh, those who you know, gave their lives uh, for us to have the freedom today to have this. So appreciate uh, them, uh, everything that they did, and, you know, it is just a, a day to try to, to celebrate again. And, you know, maybe somebody who, who has been during that streak for baseball and all the way back, uh, Bartolo Colon. I don't know if you saw this story, but Bartolo Colon, 47 years of age, seems like he's been in the major leagues forever, uh, but he does want to come back to the MLB in some form or another. Uh, I just thought it was a fun story to lead off the top of the show here. Uh, but Bartolo Colon... Uh, refuses to entertain the idea of retirement. Doesn't matter that he didn't pitch in 2019. And yesterday he turned 47. Uh, Colon told the Associated Press in a recent phone interview that he's still hoping to pitch at least 46 more innings in the majors. That will push him past Hall of Famer Juan Marshall, uh, for the most by a player born in the Dominican Republic. Colon last pitched in the majors for the Rangers back in 2018. And he was set to pitch in the Mexican Baseball League this year. Uh, before the preseason was shut down with the virus outbreak. But uh, to you, Andrew, uh, do you think Bartolo Colon can make a comeback here in 2020? I think he can. I think uh, big, sexiest nickname. I think he can do it. He hit his <laughs> first home run not too long ago. What was that, two or three years ago he hit his it first was, home it was run? with the Mets. Yeah, I, I think he can do it. What did you say, 46 innings? Yeah, he needs 46 more innings to, to pass the Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, someone someone should sign him. Even if they're like, if, just get a bad team and tell them, hey, you got to sign this guy and let him pitch forty six or forty seven innings. Uh, you're just, bad. You're not making it. His, his fastball sits probably around eighty five right now. His changeups probably in the seventies. You know, and he hits locations you know, left and right of the bag. It, it, he is the the uh, quintessential you know perfection pitcher. You know, because he just likes to dot the corners. You know, that's. Uh, what he's done his whole career, and uh, hopefully, you know, Bartolo Colon is able to to make his way back. Uh, the one other thing that's making its way back right now is the Japanese baseball season, and that will start on June 19th. 
Right now you have the South Korean baseball lead, the KBO, uh, that's airing on ESPN late nights. But now the Japanese uh, professional baseball season will open on June 19th. Uh, under this plan, that excludes fans. The uh, season was to have begun on March 20th, but of course it was postponed due to the pandemic. Uh, Japan joined South Korea, Taiwan, and Asia, whose leagues are open and playing largely without fans. Uh, their commissioner made an announcement following an online meeting with the league's 12 teams. Japan has reported about 850 deaths from COVID-19. Uh, so sports are starting to get back up again. Sports are starting to come around. And hopefully it's right around the corner here in the United States. Yeah, and I think it's getting close. We talked Friday about the NHL's plan, and since then the NBA's said they're starting to look at Disney's ESPN complex to play. So I think it, right now you mentioned it's all over in Asia is where the sports are starting to open back up, but I think it's quickly coming to the United States. Maybe within a month or two we'll have prof- – I'd say within a month we'd have professional sports. And that would be good. You know, that, that's something to look forward to. Uh, especially since I, I know MLB is trying to come together with a plan to bring back baseball by July 4th. But, you know, their talks have gotten hooked up in conversations and uh, things like that. But the one thing that, you know, maybe could be a factor, and this we're jumping around from league to league here, but to from we'll, we'll talk about the NHL a little bit later, but uh, with Major League Soccer, I don't know if you saw, but MLS uh, put out a memo saying, hey, while we're doing these talks, these are confidential, and if you don't keep these under wraps, then uh, you, there, there could be a $1 million fine. There could be you know, uh, being fired uh, from employment from Major League Soccer, and that memo was then leaked to the Athletic. I just thought it was a funny, <laughs> you know, because MLS is trying to figure out a way to come back, how to come back safely, work with their sponsors, work with their players, and they don't want any pressure from the media one way or the other. And, you know, so they send out this memo and they say, hey, don't leak this or else we're going to have a a million dollar fine. You also could be terminated from your job. And what's the next thing that happens? Well, the Athletic got a hold of that. And the Athletic was the the news outlet that was listed in that memo saying, hey, don't leak to these people. Well, hey, the Athletic got the story again. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the MLS wanted this under wraps just so they could be shady and not get any backlash from it. But I'm also skeptical of the MLS because I'm a Columbus Crew fan, and they just tried to move my my team not too long ago. But I'm I'm not a big fan of the way Don Garber's done business. I mean, he's done he's building up the MLS, yes. But I, this not, this memo to not leak anything is very <laughs> Don Garber. And then the fact that it got leaked is just completely awesome, and I love it. Yeah, well, it, it is. You know, I I just found it funny. I found it ironic. You know, because how how does it get leaked? You know, <laughs> and there's a pretty serious, you know, you could be fined, you could be let go from your job, you know, but in turn, you know, with, probably within the hour, it gets leaked to Athletic anyway. Uh, so that's just, uh, it's really good reporting by the Athletic and I guess really bad um, on, on Major League Soccer's side. Yeah, and I'm sure whoever was with the Athletic is like, or whoever that was, that leaked it knew the athletic was not going to give them up. No, I mean that that's uh, you know one on one for reporters. Yeah, you yeah. try to you know protect your sources, and you know, they they protect the sources right there, trying to figure out keep right. that under wraps. It's Memorial Day Monday here on the twenty fifth of May, 
89 degrees sunny outside. Hopefully you're enjoying your time outside. We're going to take a short break on the sports fan. On the other side, you know, even college football and the NFL is trying to make a comeback and make sure that things will be ready to go this fall. All that and more right after this. Concrete to roofing to siding and windows. J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. Hi, this is Patty Mitchell inviting you to Passionworks Studios' spectacular drive-by Parade in Place event Sunday, May 31st. From 1 to 3, just drive by the beautiful Zenner House on Utah Place over on the east side of Athens and enjoy dancing giant Honey for the Heart puppets, Power 105's Jambulance, balloons, pop-up store treats, and other spectacles of delight, all from the safety of your car. Come celebrate the kickoff of Passionworks Endowment and fundraising extravaganza. May 31st, 1 to 3. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan on 970 WATH. Connor Mills on the mic with Andrew Allison taking up until 6.30 today on Memorial Day. 89 degrees sunny. I can't believe it. 89 degrees. It's been so cold for so long. But finally we have a nice day, nice weather outside. Uh, so taking the time to enjoy it when you can. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of different because, again, there's no baseball. And there's uh, at least I haven't barbecued today. I've been at the radio station since about 2 o'clock. Uh, hopefully, you know, you can find some barbecue food somewhere. Went to Larry's Doghouse, the proud sponsor of the station. Uh, so I, I went to Larry's for the first time in a while. And it was good to see they were busy. They had a line right out the, uh, you know, right out the door and uh, cross, you know, with the drive-through. People were still out in the street. They had to get over into the parking lot. But it was a, it was a good sign to see uh, that people are back up and about. And, of course, you know, adhering to those guidelines uh, but one of the guidelines that people are going to have to follow is uh, when it comes to fall sports. You know, NFL anticipates having it with, you know, as many, um, you know, fans in the stadium as possible. I think today they came out and said that they wanted to have full uh, stadiums, if that's possible. Uh, and, of course, that will all have to happen with the vaccine or with something else uh, that, that is not available to us right now. But the way that schools are operating is uh, Southeastern uh, Conference schools will be able to bring athletes in all sports back to campus for voluntary activities starting on June 8th. Uh, at the discretion of each university, Big 12 plans to welcome football players back to campus a week later. Uh, and then Big 10, of course, is trying to follow suit. So it seems like colleges are starting to kind of one after another get back on, on the right path. 
and uh, allow athletes to go back to campus and start working out and preparing for the fall sports. Right, and I saw Michigan's president had said that he wa- there was not going to be any football unless all students were back on campus. And I was a little surprised by that. Not that I agree with him or disagree with him, but if it comes down to footballs being played in the Big Ten, but Michigan doesn't want to play because there's no students, because the president doesn't want to play without students, I'm leaning towards the side of that president will not be there. I, I mean, I, I think you look at what Ohio State did with um, who was before Gordon Gee as the president, Karen Hornibrook, I believe, where she wanted to put an end to tailgating. Well, she was at OSU for about two years, and it, her term came to an end shortly after she said, I don't want to do tailgating. So I, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it does come down to it and they say, hey, listen, we want to play football, but there's no uh, students on campus, that they say, and the president says no, that the board will say, no, we are, whether you want to be president or not. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I mean, it is a feasible thing right there where, you know, of course, I mean, I can't imagine OSU not having a tailgating party before any of their games. You know, that's part of college sports. That's what people like to do. That's what people do uh, when I took the trip out to Northern Illinois, when I was with the football team then, and what, what we do here outside of Peden Stadium. You know, tailgating's a part of that atmosphere, especially down in Baton Rouge. Imagine if somebody said you can't tailgate yeah. uh, for an LSU game. That would be crazy. Right, so I think that all, now to the fan aspect of it, I think everyone's going to say, well, we want fans. But I'm not sure, I'm not sure full stadiums are going to be plausible this year unless there's, unless there's a vaccine that comes out. And maybe, you know, maybe they're close to it. Maybe they, they know something we don't know where they, they're close to it and they think, okay, well, now we can start saying, hey, we're going to have full stadiums. But as of right now, as far as we know, they're not really close to a vaccine, so I can't see full stadiums. I can see more of what Gene Smith had said with Ohio State, where, you know, the Ohio Stadium, the horseshoe, could hold twenty to 50,000 fans. I could see that being more likely. Right. Well, I, I think what it's going to come down to is people are going to lose even more money if games are not played. So I think they're going to have to figure out a way to play those games because then you know they would lose the TV money, they would lose all sorts of money uh, if the games are not played, I, and I, that would be more than you know if they just tried to let. Of course, it'd be you get more money if you let fans into the game, you get the ticket revenue, you get the uh, concession sales X, Y, and Z. Uh, but you know if you have the game on, TV money will still come in, and it's more money than not having the game. So I, I think bottom line right there is, you know, it is going to be beneficial for each school to have those games played, regardless if there are fans in the stands or not. Right, and I had just talked recently, earlier today, about you know, um, someone I was with is a Packers fan, and Lambeau Field, I, I've been there not for a game, but I've taken tours there in, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. That that stadium, you're basically driving, and then all of a sudden you turn a corner and it's, boom, a little town and a giant football stadium. That, that town thrives and survives off of the Green Bay Packers. So th- they need this season to happen for that town 
maybe not to survive, but for that town to thrive, they need this NFL season. Right, and I, again, all, all indications are saying that the NFL is going to play you know, their full slate of games this year, and they are trying to get uh, as many fans in the stadium as possible. Uh, which would be great for us locally, you know. I, I imagine a lot of people here want to go and see, you know, Joe's first game over at uh, Cincinnati. Um, but still, you know, it, it is going to. You know, only time will tell. Is what what the thing is, you know, because you don't know. Uh, it, it's going to take some time for a vaccine. It's going to take some time uh, for social distancing guidelines to be a little bit relaxed. And you don't know. All right. Well, if there's no cases or no new cases for a month, then we don't have a vaccine. Well, then, does that mean everything opens back up again, or are we still going to be cautious because there's no vaccine, you know? Right, and I, I think if we get to the scenario where you just mentioned where, you know, there's no new cases for a month, then I'm, I'm not sure the government has a choice but to open everything up just because I don't think people will listen anymore. Right. It, it's already getting, you've no, I've started to notice since the weather's gotten nicer, and especially here on Memorial Day weekend, the social distancing has come close to being thrown out the window. Well, I don't know if you saw the uh, thing online, but it was somewhere in Missouri. And Missouri had some kind of pool open, bar open, but there, was, there wasn't even any space in the pool you know, to, to go and walk around, let alone you know, outside just walking around, around on a patio. I don't know if it was a hotel or something, but you know, people <laughs> were outside, and it seems like nothing was going on for them. Right, and first off, Social or coronavirus, no coronavirus, and I've seen other people say this, and I agree. I would not get in a pool with how many people are there. I wouldn't even be there. That's so many people so close together. I'd be like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna stay out. Right. I mean, even even before the coronavirus. Yeah. Just just get a nice little raft. You know, that way you have your own little space. Hopefully, you don't bump into anybody, and uh, you know, just float in the water. Maybe relax a little bit. Uh, but still, I, I couldn't believe how many people were in that pool with, with what everything is going on. I understand it. You know, people want to go back to normal, and I want to get back to normal, too. I mean, we, our lives revolve around sports here. So uh, the, the quicker, the better. Yeah. Uh, but but, but we've got to do the right things to get there uh, to make it more possible. And one of the good things that was coming out, it was yesterday, um, but Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, uh, they beat Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. Uh, in the TV charity match, uh, the golf competition between Woods and, and Manning and against uh, Brady and Mickelson. Uh, Tom Brady, the, I wasn't able to watch it. You know, roommates moved out. I got the TV uh, taken away. So, uh, you know, I, I just have to, to recap it uh, on the computer later. But I, I heard, I don't know if you saw it and can break it down for us, but I heard it was a very good event that raised uh, over $20 million plus. Uh, I think it set the highest uh, ratings for a golf comp uh, yeah, golf competition at around $6.6 million, uh, which beat Tiger Woods' uh, returning match. Uh, it was 5.8 million viewers across its four networks. Um, Previous record was $4.9 million on ESPN for the 2010 Masters when Woods returned from the scandal in his personal life. But did you see that match last night? I did. It was pretty entertaining. I liked, you know, I had watched the first one that Phil and Tiger did that Phil ended up winning. And once they said they had added Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, I was like, all right, you know, there's no other sports on. I'll sit there. I'll watch it, which I would have watched it either way. But it was awesome to see the four guys, and it was mostly 
Peyton talking trash to each other. Like, they had asked Peyton, they're like, well, what would you do if you could have had caddies? And Peyton was like, well, you know, if, if it was Tom, he probably would have had Gronk because Gronk does whatever Tom wants. But for me, <laughs> yeah. since I'm playing Tom, I'd probably have Eli, who beat the Giants, or who beat the Patriots twice, or Nick Foles, who beat right. the Patriots when he was with the Eagles. So it was just fun to see them trash talking back and forth. And Charles Barkley was one of the analysts on there. He started trash talking Tom, and he said, Tom, I want a piece of you. And immediately, Tom had been playing terrible. Tom from, I don't know, probably 150 yards out, 160 yards out, he chipped it. He hit it a little past the hole. It rolled back in. I saw that online. That, that looked like an amazing shot. Yeah, it was the best shot hit that day, probably. And it was probably the only really good shot that Tom hit. <laughs> So he had one though. He, he did. He was able to hit the golf ball good once. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a solid one too. That's good. I mean, Tom Brady is probably one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback, uh, in, in NFL history, and that's of course backed up by Super Bowls uh, that that he won with the Patriots and Belichick. Um, but you know, may, maybe he's not a big golf guy. Uh, so you can say the overall better athlete could be Peyton Manning, uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, Peyton's also had an extra two years to work on his game. That's true. So I'll I mean, give Tom that. Yeah, Tom has a longevity in the league to go with, uh, you know, his, his success. Uh, Peyton did a, a fantastic job in the NFL, didn't have as, as many Super Bowls, but does have more time on his hands to play golf. Or what, what is he doing on ESPN now, the Peyton's places? Yeah, uh, a couple little, like, I don't know, 15, 30-minute episodes where he goes to different teams, does stuff. But what I wish they would have done is – Instead of pairing Peyton and Tiger, I wish they would have paired Phil and Peyton. Because if you think about it, you know, there's the argument, okay, Tiger and Jack Nicholas are the greatest golfers of all time. And then there's the argument that, you know, Tom Brady and Joe Montana are the greatest. Well, who rivaled Tiger and who rivaled Tom? It was Phil and Peyton. So I kind of wish they would have put it as, okay, two of arguably the greatest players of all time and two of by far some of the greatest players to ever play the game, but those who rivaled the greatest of all time. So you wish the storyline was a little bit different. Yeah. I, I wish it would have been Tom and Tiger, the two greatest to ever play, arguably, and then Peyton and Phil, the rivals to those greats. I would have made it for a good storyline, too. Yeah. Now, maybe they wanted a nice guy with, with uh, you know, because Tom, you know, is, is kind of seen as the, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call him, the, the villain, because he's won so many times. Yeah, and I Peyton, can see that. Peyton was always in a better light. So he had a, I don't know, you know it would have been interesting to see which, which way that would have went. Of course, if I had a TV, it would have been even better. I could watch it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for being on the Sports Fan. Oh, no problem. Andrew Allison joining on the Sports Fan. Hopefully we'll be getting back up and running full capacity with the Sports Fan full hour in the near future. But for now, just 30 minutes. Grand Allison, this is Connor Mills signing off. Troy Boland will be back tomorrow. He's got you for 30. And then I'll be back on Thursday. Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. We will see you tomorrow.